What happened there? Are we live or what? Oh, we're not live. Greg? Greg? Hello, Unwalker. <laughs> well, I I don't know what happened. Greg just went on and then he went away, and now he's throwing his hands up in the in the background in the studio. <laughs> and I, I'm here by myself with a perplexed Greg, uh, looking off to the side like he doesn't know what the hell is going on. And I'm sitting here watching Nebraska basketball because we're playing Minnesota. By God, and we're screwed around. And he didn't let them score for like the first I don't know how many minutes, and then uh, and then uh, now it's ten to nine, and they're back in the game. I, I'm gonna try to bring Greg. I can't hear you. <laughs> okay, this is a great start to the Five Heart Podcast. That. Uh, can you? I'm I'm not even uh, sure what's uh, what's going on because Greg was supposed to start the stream and it looks like the stream has actually started, but then uh, I can't hear a damn thing Greg's saying. Um, it would help if you guys in the audience would tell me uh, whether or not you can hear me because I'm, I I was just watching the game. Then Greg's going off. Then the sounds going off. The audio went off. The music went off. I. Uh, I cannot hear a thing, Greg. John? Now, yes, Greg. John. Yes? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Just start. Well, I appear to be on some very bad delay on my end. <laughs> okay. <sighs> well... How so how's everybody doing? Everybody can hear you, Greg. Just how about if we do what we did before one other time where we just started the show over again? Okay, go. <laughs> okay, you know, so I got it. I got it fixed. Okay. All, I, right. all right. So here's the situation. By the way, hi everybody. Welcome to an all new Five Heart podcast and other fun stuff. Um, we had our our internet provider <clears throat> just doing maintenance a couple nights ago, and this is the first time I've used my laptop since then. So I had to uh, reconnect to the five G. So yeah, that's why you know we're th almost four minutes into this, and I'm finally here. And uh, uh, Roger. Yes, I do have a beer with me tonight. I did not last week, but I do have a beer with me tonight. Uh, I've also had to turn off my uh, the stream of the game on my end uh, just to try to, you know, as I was troubleshooting. So, um, but this is fun. How are you? Yeah, me. How am I? You look great. I think that's all going to be dependent upon whether or not we beat three Minnesota three times this season. We I mean, can you know, I, do it. I kind of, we I kind of made, it. you know, when I started doing the reaction videos on YouTube, I kind of did made this deal with myself that I would walk out, I would do the reaction videos, and then I would not be angry about the games anymore. But I'd, I'd really like us to beat Minnesota just because, you know, I live with a, a Minnesota alum, and 
I want to. I here's the thing with Nebraska basketball. I mean, they had they had I don't they they kept Minnesota scoreless for seven minutes, six mm-hmm. minutes, and they were only ahead to eight to nothing. Well, right now Minnesota's right back into it, and it just I can't. I want to see our basketball team just go out and stomp somebody's freaking head into the ground once. I mean, like, stomp the shit out of them. Make them feel bad about being alive. I mean, we kind of made Iowa feel bad about being alive, but they're in denial. And I just, I just, I don't know. We just don't go. I don't know if that's just the basketball, the sport, or the way that we play basketball. Or maybe we need uh, some kind of, like, to be in a certain amount of tension to play well or to score. Our baseball team apparently doesn't have that problem against Northern Colorado, though. No, we're definitely going to talk about that uh, as well uh, because they bounce back uh, from – I mean, it wasn't a bad weekend, and I know you and Todd addressed this on the uh, right. um, Monday Night Therapy. It wasn't necessarily a bad trip up to Minnesota. You had a win over a, a Vanderbilt, which, look, it, it's always nice to beat an SEC team because they, there's that perception that they're better at uh, spring sports than we are. Uh, and then the win against Hawaii was expected, and then – and this is why we're getting into, you know, if, if people are seeing the title like Baptism by Fire, boy, you, you, you put a freshman out there against Ole Miss and then you leave him there. And that's a Baptism by Fire. And because yeah, of that, yeah, Nebraska ended up losing, what did we say, what was it, 14 to 6 or something like that? 14 to 5. 14 to 5. <clears throat> so that that's a Baptism by Fire. That is... That is, you know, right or wrong, and I don't know what Coach Bolt, you know, the, the mentality of, of, um, you know, leaving him out there on on the on the mound to try to figure it out for himself. But and, and I, at the end of the day, I, the crazy thing is, I'm not really mad at it because you've got to teach some of these kids, especially the highly sought after, highly touted incoming freshmen you gotta teach you gotta they have to learn to figure it out and and i don't know it, it's i think it's better that they figure it out in a non-conference you yeah. know cambria cambria classic game at the beginning of march rather than figure it out at the end of april middle of may conference play you know where it matters more let them let them try to uh, fail or succeed before you necessarily go out and 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 you know try to bail them out. I don't know what what's your because I I know you had you were pretty opinionated about that uh, Monday night, John. So have, have, has your stance changed at all about that? Do you think that he should have been fetched a little sooner? Uh, you know, I'm not the greatest baseball strategist guy. I didn't get to play baseball much when I was a kid. My father died too young. I actually had to get a job at the age of like 13, 14. Mm. <laughs> but, but mm. uh, I do think that you know when you look at the you look at the non-conference season, I think it is time to you know get your. I know we play the midweek games to get pitchers ready and to and to get pitchers, uh, well, ready and get them innings and see if they're going to work out and and. What are, I'm trying to experience. Yeah. But I guess, you know, you only get one chance to go up against a team like Ole Miss during the season. And uh, 
I think Matt Hansen is, is probably right. Uh, should have pulled him sooner. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think he was, I don't know. We're just guessing that uh, Will Bolt or whatever the pitching coach was just trying to see, okay, is he going to pull himself out of this? Garza came in and pitched pretty well after that. It, they just, uh, I just think that they were. I think we're, I think we're seeing a Nebraska baseball team, and it, maybe this is too early for this. That can hit the ball well. I mean, really hit the ball pretty well, and maybe that's going to play out the rest of the season. Maybe it won't. I don't know. You know, we're going to see what happens when we get further down the line. But I, I was. I guess I wasn't completely disheartened by that game. No, and and um, that was Caleb Clark who who was on the bump at the beginning of that game on Sunday, correct? Right. And he bounced back as he pitched today. Uh, obviously, if you're watching us, if you're joining us live, you know that we're doing this Wednesday night. If you're waiting and catching the audio version on Friday, that's okay. We still love you maybe a little less than our, our uh people who are here live uh but uh um you know caleb clark uh went you know two two in the third innings uh gave up one hit struck out four in the win against northern colorado so he bounced back real nice in fact as a team you talk about a team that struggled offensively in that first weekend right yeah uh which again they're playing down in san diego uh it, college baseball is just a little bit different in in Southern California when you talk about Cal State Fullerton, etc. <clears throat> but you know they had five home runs today, <clears throat> and that was uh, uh, that tied, or, or I said it's the most since 2020. The uh, and they have homered in 11 consecutive games. Uh, that is uh, tying the 2004 team for the longest streak in program history since at least 1992. <clears throat> That's kind of cool. They're they're finding even if it's against Northern Colorado, they are finding the they're finding the ball better. You know, they're find they're locating the pitch. Uh, and look now, as as I mentioned, now is the time to work these kinks out. So that when you get into conference play, which is not too terribly far down the road, I don't think, um, you know, then then you have a little bit more wherewithal. What <clears throat> did you see? I can't remember his name, but he's uh, he plays for the Dodgers, and and it was a weird statistic. Like he hasn't swung the bat yet this spring. Oh yeah, and eight plate appearances, and he's walked four times. And he, because of a, a shoulder surgery or something like that, he he's not swinging the stick. And you know the announcer when you when you when you watch the clip, and it was like his his like the video of his fourth walk, you know, at bat or something like that. It's like, well, what's the point of even being out there? Because it's helping him see the ball out of the pitcher's hand, get a little timing down, and and that's. That's all you can ask for for you know these young men who are I almost called them kids, uh, but for these young men who are playing at Nebraska, it's the same thing. You're you're working the kinks out now. You're trying to get that timing down. Um, you know, yeah. Again, you have a nice win over. By the way, number seven Vanderbilt. Let's not overlook that. Right. Ole Miss was number four, and they're going to. Um, 
Let's see. They won twelve to one yesterday against Northern Colorado, fourteen to three today. Uh, they welcome Illinois State for uh, a weekend series uh, here this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They have Omaha next Tuesday, uh, and then Creighton March twenty. And I'm, I'm skipping around, but Creighton is March twenty first. That's a Tuesday night. Uh, mark your calendars for that one, March 21st. And then that following weekend, March 24th, 25th, 26th, Illinois is in town, and that starts your Big Ten play. And it's weird because that's that's almost two weeks uh, uh, again until more Big Ten play. But, you know, they have um, or, I'm sorry, Illinois, Michigan, Northwestern, Creighton sprinkled in there a few times, Omaha sprinkled in there, South Dakota State, Iowa, uh, Minnesota, Maryland, uh, Penn State, Purdue, a lot of Big Ten teams are on the schedule. Not all of them. No Michigan State, no Ohio State, uh, you know, but in no, no Indiana. I was kind of surprised to that. But all all we're doing right now, think think of it, it, it. While the games matter, yes, you're not showing a whole lot. There's no, like, um, you know, you're not going to raise the, the stock of the team beating the snot out of Northern Colorado two games in a row. Uh, but it's, it's like, it is, it's spring training, you know, you're getting, you're getting things worked out so that here in a, a week and a half or so, when Illinois comes to town, you're ready to go. When you play Creighton in Omaha, you're ready to go. Cole Evans was, where was it? Three of three of four with a double, two homers, three RBI and two runs. That's pretty good. That's not a bad Charlie day. Fisher, Charlie Fisher, three for four with a double, two RBI, and three runs. Gabe Swampson had a two for four day with a home run, two RBI, and a pair of runs. Bryce Matthews went one for three with a two-run homer. Well, Griffin Effort added a three-run homer. Uh, I I guess the guy that I didn't think Bryce Matthews was hitting that well or was never really hitting that well, and I think he's been – knocking some balls out of the park lately i mean he had one against southern or Ole miss that was pretty good and and nebraska is behind minnesota by five points at this point i don't know how that happened i mean obviously because they stopped scoring in in minnesota's there but look it and as we kind of transition to tonight's game and, and nebraska ball in general um <laughs> Calm down, Matt. We'll we, we'll get to football. I'm I'm gonna favorite uh, uh, pin that pin that comment, Matt Hanson, uh, for a little bit later. But uh, talk about a, a team that needs to win, and that's the Nebraska men's basketball team. Before we before we kind of close the book on uh, baseball, Joel Tilson asked, "Has it warmed up enough?" to have baseball in Lincoln. Now, I don't know because I think that's a very subjective reality. You know what I mean, John? The Big Ten is, what is it? Uh, The Big Ten has a very specific thing where it has to be above a certain temperature. According to AccuWeather's real feel in order for Big Ten teams to play baseball. I don't know if that applies to out-of-conference, but... uh, I, I think it's like 30 degrees or something. I mean, it's not very high. 
I, I, I know this because we all sat around in Minnesota one, one weekend waiting, watching the real field temperature, whether it was going to go up or go down by a degree, so Nebraska could play Minnesota. But uh, I guess it's warmed up enough that they're going to get their games in. You know, and I think people want to see them out there at Haymarket Park, so. I, I think that's, you mentioned, you know, an important component is that Nebraska baseball, look, look, fans show out for Nebraska athletics. I don't know if, you know, obviously football, you look at volleyball. Um, John, I don't know if you know this or not, but for a state that fan base that doesn't care about basketball, we do a good job of filling up PBA. That is true. And, and you know, we, we love we love our baseball, um, softball's exceptionally competitive and because of that obviously uh you know they they draw a crowd as well uh women's basketball i think is the only one that i kind of half glossed over there but but you know similarly you know the the people people turn out for for nebraska women's basketball so yeah i think Haymarket and and the fan base is an interesting component because i i, I this is all conjecture and and I don't know anything specific, but I'm fairly certain that Nebraska baseball probably brings in more fans, you know, annually than than any other Big Ten team. Oh God, not even close. I mean, Nebraska baseball is in the top twenty uh, every year nationally for attendance, and uh, if you go out, you you might find a couple hundred people attend an Iowa game. So yeah. I mean, people love their baseball in Lincoln. I just did. My God, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't you know, know. For years, I hated watching Wisconsin play basketball, but every time we start speeding this game up, I hate it. I want us to play as slow as molasses. I want us to run the clock down on every possession and take the best shot possible. Yeah, for a, a game that started out 8 six. nothing. We're down by 7. Now we're down by 6. I think it's interesting how Fred Hoiberg plays his mix of players. I mean, Oleg is getting playing time, and Oleg is not an offensive threat at all. William Bright or Breidenbach, I think, is he's a guy we really need to get some scores out of and get some, you know, shots out of. Joel Joel said he can barely hear John. That's because John keeps leaning back like this because he gets all freaked out about the basketball game. I've never been able to sit still in my entire freaking life. And I'm not going to start now. Well, and also, you know, because you're looking down to watch the game. If I wanted to watch the game, I've got to look over here, which really makes for a great, you know, on-camera experience for uh, for for the, the two of us and and for our our viewers. By the way, I if I don't say it now, I may forget to say it. Look. We know that you could be anywhere in the world watching anything in the world you want to watch tonight. And by God, we appreciate that you're here with us on this Wednesday, March 8th. Uh, and again, for you podcast listeners, March 10th, 11th, 12th, whatever. Okay, they show this thing. Minnesota oh my gosh. started 0 and 5 with field goals, and since they're 12 of 14. Well, that'll do it. That's a. Well, got, now they're head by seven. <sighs> John, John, what, focus. What? Focus. You and me, big guy. All right. Breidenbach made a shot. There you hey, go. look at that. Offensive rebound and put back. Okay. Do you want to carry the show or do you want to watch the game? I, 
That's why I was hoping Jill would show up so you would talk to her about uh, International Women's Day. I didn't even know today was International Women's Day. I think it's something like that. Let's check Google. uh, The the women's basketball team. uh, International Women's Day 2023. It's today. It's happening right now as we speak. My God, how do you not be alive and not know that? I kind of always thought it was made up. <laughs> no, there's a day for everything. Okay, let's, you know what? Let's I, take I, this is true. This is true. And I, and I, I want to. And some days, some some topics or, or subjects get more than one. Uh, a friend of the show, Josh, who's not with us here tonight, um, but you know he he is usually. I said to him that I believe it was uh, February 26th or 27th was National Cigar Day. And a couple of days later, you know, almost a week goes by, and he calls me a liar, and he says March sixth is smoke, National Smoke a Cigar Day. I said, "Well, there's two different things. <laughs> there's Donut Day, and then there's National Eat a Donut Day. I don't know. They got too much going on." Joel Tillerson asked, "Did I, Dylan Raiola sign for the Huskers?" No, he did not. I didn't think so. I- yeah, I, I, I would. He's going to visit March 23rd. You certainly won't hear any. You, there'll be nothing done before that, and I'd be surprised if uh, he doesn't. You know, if he's going to sign for Nebraska, it'll be quite a while. Should we, should we actually do something like this, like David, David? Uh, yeah, but I was going to save it till later. Well, for later, for what? For me yelling at the basketball game for more? Yeah. I'm actually turning off the basketball game because you're making me sad, John. I'm. <laughs> I want to be here with you. I want to share this time with you. You know, we only have so many minutes uh, in, in life, and I don't want to waste them looking at a screen when I could be looking at you. Oh my God, my floor is filling up with poop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of all the uh, of all the things that could come out of your body after the words I said, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad it's poop. No, I think it was flowing out of the internet and onto the mm. floor. Okay. Uh, sp- speaking of uh, you being, you know, partially in places, uh, Fred says that pretty sure Rayola didn't sign with us or John would be half naked and all oiled up. Uh, it's not until next year when actual signing day is. You can back out of a commitment at any point. <laughs> I uh, until you sign the uh, you sign the paper. So th- this this gets me to. Th- have you seen the movie? I, I know you've seen the movie. Uh, whether or not you remember, you've seen it. Uh, but w- the Water Boy, Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember the old? Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but I know he's been in a lot of like he he, you know, he's been in a lot of Adam Sandler stuff. But he was the the guy who really mumbled all Cajun like. Yeah. And I think when the Mud Dogs win, isn't he in like his straw hat and overalls, and he's just going. Yes. That's going to be what you're doing when Dylan Rayola signs. Yes, but not I uh, not on a live video. But you didn't say not on video. You just said not on a live video. I don't. Nobody needs to see that stuff. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, Fred wants to know, as he asks every week, what are you drinking, Greg? I have a Thunderhead Brewing beer, Corn Stalker, pretty good brew, and cool logo. I need to get out to Nebraska. Uh, on my other podcast, uh, Nerds United, Mike asked me, you know, at the beginning of the year, Greg, did you make a New Year's resolution? I said I did, and that's to drink more beer. And I had to qualify that 
by saying, like, look, I'm not drinking, you know, a 30-pack of Bush Light, uh, but I want to try more beers that I've not tried before. Um, spoiler alert, two weeks from now, I'm going to be in Florida, so I'm not going to be here for that show. I hope you plan on having a good substitute. Um, but I hope to try some beers down while in Florida. What I'm drinking tonight comes to us from uh, from Ireland, and it is a delicious Smittix Irish Red Ale. A ruby red brew with a gentle hop bitterness and a sweet malt finish. 4.5% alcohol by volume. Brewed in... Oh, established in 1710. This might be the oldest beer I've ever had. I just want to know, as Wilhelm Breidenbach returns next year, I mean, is he going to change his hairstyle so he doesn't look like a serial killer? Because I, honest to God, believe that he gets calls against him because that's how he looks. He just looks like a guy that could turn you into furniture at any fucking moment in time. And I think he honestly gets called for, you know, if there's a block or charge, he just got called for an offensive foul, and he probably it looked offensive. But I think if it's borderline, he's not getting those calls because he looks like a guy that could kill you with a fork. Well, to quote uh, stand-up comedian Ron White, that's profiling, and profiling is wrong. <laughs> is it, though? Here's it the thing. Though? Because more, I think I'm more only that, look, saying what other people are thinking. Here's the thing, and this is, this is the key. How tall is, how tall is he listed? On the on the on the university website on huskers.com, how tall is uh Wilhelm, Wilhelm? Bradenbach listed? Do you realize that because he slouches, he's only probably about six eight? I what I would like to see, and this is look, look, this might sound like, you know, your mom telling you, Don't slouch. You know, take your shoulders back. But if he did that, he'd be a legit six ten. And what I would like to see is for him to to bulk up a little bit. I don't think uh, I don't think he's got the the size, uh, not the height necessarily, but the size to compete uh, seriously with other big men in the Big Ten. Yeah, he, he is listed at six ten on our roster. So yeah, you're right. He is kind of slouchy. Thank uh, you. Say wait. Can you say that again? He is kind of slouchy. No, no, no. The part before that. You were right. Oh, thank you. Did John. you need to hear that because I you're do, I don't, I don't, have three small children? <laughs> I don't get to hear it ever. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you looking out. Um, Matt says, John, you should get your dog a jersey. You know, we here's the thing with the dog. We uh, we we normally lock her downstairs. And we've done that for a long time because she has problems with her legs. Lately, in the last, like, two months, we have not done that. So she doesn't want to be in my room anymore. She wants to be with other people, apparently, because she's sick of me because I'm home all the time. So uh, I'm not getting my dog anything. What if <laughs> you could get her a, a doggy cobby shirt? Take her around she, the neighborhood? Yeah. I don't think my dog's doing any. She is not wearing anything. She's not. She is a 105 pound dog. She's very active. We're not putting anything on her that she isn't going to just tear off or, you know what I mean, just shred to pieces. This is an interesting one. I'm not going to. Yeah. This is this one. I'm, I'm reading this one, so that's why I was quiet. Um, first of all, 
Well, read and, it. Well, I will. Blaine says, I haven't returned to Nebraska since leaving in 1959. Hopefully, before I die, I can return to see a football game. Now, I just want to say, because this is all over the internet, we really haven't, I mean, aside from friend of the show, Josh, who I know personally used to be a roommate with up in Shadron, I don't, and you, you know, I, I've never met anybody, but I've always just assumed that Blaine was like 35, 37 years old. Well, I guess that's not the case. It's our hope as, as well, Blaine, that before uh, before the good Lord calls you home if, or, or the deity of your choosing, I, you know, I'll, I'll go with the one that I know, uh, that, yes, you can return to see a football game, and hopefully it's a win. You know, I would the, the way he writes that I haven't returned to Nebraska since leaving in 1959. Uh, my first thought of that, Blaine, was that uh, you're waiting for the statute of limitations to run out on something. And um, you, I mean, you you don't imply that there you can't come back, so maybe that's not the case. See oh here, God, Bill, he says, Bill Bill Jennings was coaching when I started listening to Big Red football. Randy Pappas says, lost I got my 16-year-old. Okay. Lost my 16-year-old dog two weeks ago, had him cremated, and now he's back home in a year urn. Been a long two weeks. Go Big Red. That's that's sad. That's a long time to have somebody, in, again, an animal involved in your life. I don't ever see my dog having, being in an urn. Blaine Cole responds with, unfortunately, some things have no statute of limitations. This is true. Which, yeah, Blaine, you have now become an international man of mystery for us, and I thank you very much for that. Is here, that here, your real name? Can I just ask, is Blaine Cole your real name? And, and, and follow-up, if, uh, if we're working off of an alias, well done. Change it again. Come home. I guarantee you. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what Nebraska football is missing. Maybe they're missing okay. Blaine in the stands. It's halftime. Minnesota leads Nebraska thirty-seven, thirty-three. So okay. I'll pay attention to you now. Maybe you should do that one question about football. Okay, let's do that one question. Actually, this is more of a statement. Joel uh, Tilson says, I'm reading how dysfunctional Nebraska was with Scott Frost from a former Husker football player. I remember hearing. I didn't read the, the article or, or the the social media post or whatever it was, but I remember hearing that a former player, and you know, according to Joel's comment here, I, he didn't include a name, so I'm guessing it, it's you know system of anonymity. But... I mean, we all kind of expect or suspected that there was chaos, right? I mean, behind the scenes. Yeah. And and I don't know about necessarily the specifics, but boy, howdy. It, it is not looking good. And we often, maybe a little too much, gave Frost benefit of the doubt in that first year or two because we said, oh, gosh, we had no idea how, you know, bare the cupboards were, you know, after Mike Riley. So... Now, how much of a leash or how much leeway do we give Matt Rule when we're hearing all of this other stuff come out about the dysfunction and and the 
you know, conditioning or lack thereof. You know, how do we give Matt Rule the same type of benefit of the doubt that we no. apparently extended to Scott Frost for those first couple of years? I would hope not. Yeah. I, I think the thing is this. Uh, I mean, the signs, there was a lot of signs there. And you know what? I'm going to toot my own horn for a minute. I said the guy should have been fired a full freaking year before anybody else did because it was pretty easy to see with the problems. I mean, when you show up to events and you have a chew in and you can't button your tie up and you act like a jackass when you're supposed to be representing the University of Nebraska, you really have you are the most unprofessional person ever. You know, if we see Matt Rule doing that, we know something's wrong because he can show up and present himself. And he's done a damn good job of it. But I think that <clears throat> here's what Nebraska fans do. We win the offseason. That's who we are. We drink the Kool-Aid and we are, you know, we're ready to go by the time the season goes around. I think Big Game Boomer is a guy on Twitter. They're always releasing some list. And one of them was fans who think they will win the national championship every offseason. And Nebraska was listed in there for good reason because – uh, because it's who we are. I mean, Nebraska football is everything to us. But I, 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 listen, I heard from a lot of people in the 2021 season when we were losing every game, and I started getting really irritated with it because, uh, well, honestly, because that's my job. I, I'll tell you about that in a minute. I started getting irritated with it because he started to look like a guy who was having issues. Mm. Um, that's the honest truth I don't know if you've ever seen the movie World War Z I'm going to take a weird way of explaining this too that, but in the in the movie the World War Z it's the zombie movie they talk about Israel and the whole book is a the book is very good I thought the book was very well done and I write like the way it was written but in World War Z they talk about how Israel had a group of 12 men and if all 12 of them had agreed, it was the job of the 12th man to make the argument against what everybody else was believing in because it's, it cures your confirmation bias. And my entire career in IT has been going into places where they had problems, going into failed projects and looking at them and then coming up with solutions and asking myself, what if I'm wrong? And I think the problem with a lot of us, and no matter what it is, our confirmation bias for things is so strong that we do not ask ourselves, what if I'm wrong? Because I don't, I don't know why we're so afraid of that. But when you looked at our former coach, I, there was a lot of, there were just signs everywhere, all over the place that we were having problems. To, to that end, uh, Owen Walker says, I feel like his father passed away, and in the 2020 COVID year, he realized he couldn't recruit and coach and gave up after that. It's a, I, lot, of, it's it, a lot of theorizing, but... It is. And I but, honestly, I, here's the problem I have with this. Uh, Matt Hansen says, I think after his season, Frost checked out. It, here's the problem with this. Second season, clarification. Did I say what did I say? You said after the season. Oh, after his second season. You know what? Here's the problem with that is uh, if you're doing that and you're stirring it all along, I mean, the guy stole $40 million, and he apparently yeah. had no problem doing it. 
he had no problem no problem stringing everybody along which includes some of his best friends in coaching and Matt Davidson honestly because Matt Davidson didn't get a seven and a half million dollar buyout but uh, I just the whole thing is just unfortunate and horrible no Going it, back no, to I, your I, I, no I, I, I want I want to touch on that because you, you're absolutely right if you realize that you're in over your head and not qualified for the task assigned to you, there's no shame in stepping down. Or asking for help. Or or asking for help. But, you know, I guess my thing is, look, if he got in, in a bad way mentally, you know, after his dad passed, all you got to do is say, you know what? I need time. I need to step away. I need to... And and honestly, if he would have done that, and I'm not I'm not saying that's exactly what happened. We're we're all kind of piggybacking theories at this point. But if he would have done that, he would still be considered a hero today oh, because because he yeah. wouldn't have strung us along for three more years of of less than mediocrity, right? And right. and he would have saved the not to say that it all comes down to money, but he would have saved the university a lot of money. And he would have saved face. He could have used that as an out. Like, hey, you know what? Uh, my dad died. And right. I'm, I'm realizing that some things are more important. I want to be with my family. I want to be, you know, wh- whatever. However you need to word that statement. And people would accept that. They would grieve for you. They would grieve with you. And they would they, they would welcome you back. Maybe not as head coach, but but they would have, you know, g- given you like a, uh, a hero's farewell, you know, yeah. uh, a victor's send off, even though you weren't victorious on the field. But you're right. Instead, what he did is kind of b- doubled down, buried his head in the sand, and took forty million dollars from the university. Yeah. So. Joel Tilson, that article you read, was it uh, actually on a website somewhere or was it on a bulletin board or what was it on? Do you want to do you want to do that Randy Pappas comment? I do. Um, OK. Before I do that, though, uh, going back to that that column or article or, or Facebook post, I thought Blaine had a very um, poignant, very brief follow up. But he says. No code of silence. I, I think there was a pretty very 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 strong code of silence. Yeah, that you know, they kind of got broken. <laughs> not Oops. not 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 very much. Uh, no, I no, 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 no. I no unbelievably shit ton of people that knew that there were problems and didn't say a damn thing. Yeah, but I mean, after the fact, like, what's what's the point of coming out now, and and shedding light on all the all, all the misadventures of HCSF, you know, like it, it's not gonna, it's not changing the past, and all all it's doing, like I don't, I don't want to hate the guy, I don't want to feel bad for the guy, um, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm numb, but I'm just like, okay, he was our head coach for five years, it didn't work, now he's not our head coach anymore, I don't. I don't need. I don't need former players to come out after the fact. Come out during the fact. Come out while it's going on, 
and then maybe you can affect change, but don't come out after the fact to try to, you know, kick a guy who's not 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 a not part of not a factor anymore. Let's be honest about that. What would we have done if somebody would have come out and started saying shit about Scott Frost? Nothing. <laughs> well, I I I got I I got a fair amount of emails from people who were not very happy with me with my commentary. Uh, you know, my pretty sweary commentary all throughout 2021 and then uh uh, you know, when I, I said Scott Frost should be fired after the Northwestern game, I got uh, a fair amount of people very upset with me. But, I, you know, I thought about that. What if they would have done that? If a media person would have done that, they probably would have been buried and lost their job and not written for Nebraska anymore, honestly. Sure. Uh, if a former player would have come out and done that, we might have said they were had sour grapes because they – uh, couldn't be part of the program or something like that. I think our bias was just so strong. Sure. Our want for him to succeed was so strong because we want a winning football team that uh, he really just had to burn himself down. That's well, really I, the only way that this was going to come out, unless it, he was pulled it out of his ass and became successful. Well, and not 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 only did we want a a successful football team, but I I think. So many of us wanted him to be the guy that was going to resurrect yeah. this program, you know, and and that's kind of how we hoped Frank Solich was going to be the guy who at least maintained momentum. When that didn't work, we hope Bill Count. We hope probably. I mean, it's it's every every you know new head coach. We hope look. We hope that the the team, the program, is successful, right? But because of his connections here, because of his past, because he helped Nebraska win a national championship in 1997. We really, really, really wanted Scott Frost to be the guy that would return Nebraska to national prominence. Yeah. And and so, you know, because of that, there were uh, scarlet-colored glasses for a very long time. And now now that it's out, I mean, now that he's out, it, it feel like it's it's open season on him, so. Joel Tilson says onside kick anyone. And then uh, David Matney follows it up with saying, ha, he ruined the onside kick for me. Can you even think of the onside kick without thinking of Scott Frost? Which is true. God, how terrible was that? (sighs) Did I mean to? I didn't mean to click on that. Bill Callahan was a reject from the Raiders. Okay. All right. Uh, So we've got a a few uh, football really things. I thought we were going to talk women's basketball tonight, but it does not look like that is going to happen. Um, So maybe next time. Maybe when I'm in Florida, John. When are you in Florida? I just told you two weeks from now. I'll I'll tell you about that off air. You should listen. It was probably the waning moments of the first half, so you weren't paying attention. (laughs) All right, so let's let's get to some things right now. Okay. And then we'll get to some things in the not-too-distant future. So, Randy Pappas watching uh, on YouTube. Hello, Randy. Says, Huskers are going through team building right now. They will have several players at Stars Hockey Arena tomorrow morning doing contests and things. It's closed to the public, but uh, Randy's daughter works there. Well, that would be fun. He also jokes. He's like, he's, he doubts anybody's going to be on skates. So You know, I think it's interesting that they're doing the, the contest thing. Because uh, 
the, I, I'll, I'll admit something about myself. I play video games to earn those little badges. Even though I'm, you know, like Battlefield 1, I played that game forever just to earn like little sniper badges. And I'm the worst freaking sniper. I'm not fast. I'm terrible at everything, you know. But it's weird when you get those little badges, you feel like you accomplished something. So, you know, when they're doing these contests, you know, it, especially if you're a competitive person. And you don't like to lose. Competitive people don't like to lose in anything. And that includes silly contests that you're doing while you're probably working out or you're doing through going through whatever it is they are doing. Uh, I, no. I think winter conditioning is past and we're waiting for spring practice to start. You're absolutely right. And and these these contests, these, you know, and, and again, I don't know the nature um, of – of what these contests are going to look like, but you're right. It's not going to be, you know, for, for depth chart supremacy or, you know, number one offense, number one defense, things like that. This is going to be, get a little bit of that competitive fire going here in the uh, second week of March and, and have a little fun while you do it and start to, I mean, you've been, yeah, you've been winter conditioning, but start to kind of open up, you know, as a group, there, there are a lot of new faces on this team, and it's uh, it, it's going to be about incorporating them. Kind of find out. Look, as you mentioned, that competitive nature of things. You can go out there and you can half-ass a lot of this, uh, uh you know, silly stuff or team building stuff. But I bet you that there are going to be a lot of guys who are taking it serious. You know, at the end of the day, everybody's going to shake hands, get along, and, and they're going to have some fun doing it. But but is it to see you know, I, the the who wants it? type of thing you know because there's there's not really anything on the line except for private bragging rights it's just who's going to go out there and 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 maybe uh make the biggest impact on on these you know team building exercises which it should be fun i was going to say something okay then it just went zoom perfect (sighs) Uh, maybe they're maybe I know what it was. Maybe for the contest they'll have log rolls and see who pukes last. Oh my! <laughs> I'm I'm uh, uh got some good comments here. I'm just starring them. Uh, okay. Favoriting well, them. You might so as well we get can... into them before the half starts. Jeez, you know what? You need to watch your attitude, John. I I I'm competitive, and you're just like loping around. Living in Omaha, David Matney said earlier, football question, based on the offseason performance by the new coaching staff so far, if you had to make a prediction today, what would our overall win-loss be? Bowl game? And then there was another similar one. Um, Looking forward here. Ralph Davis, who's uh, joining us on Facebook, says early rankings are underestimating rule in Huskers. In my opinion, that's good. Okay, that was... Uh, I, I read that wrong. That's not that's not a bad comment, Ralph. It's just not exactly what I thought. So let's do it, John. You and me right now. Okay. Do you have the schedule up? Yes, I do. Oh God. Okay. What? Just go ahead. Okay. All right. The first game is April twenty second. Nebraska versus Nebraska. Who do you got? Nebraska. <laughs> 
<laughs> red. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't think they've announced rosters yet. All right, let's get into the, the nuts and bolts, the meat. August 31st is a Thursday night game. Boy, not only we, we do when we kick off week zero, we do it in grand, stupid fashion, don't we? Uh, August 30th, Thursday night at Minnesota, win loss. Win. Agreed. Then we take uh, that weekend off naturally and then come back sap, uh, Saturday, September 9th at Colorado. Win. Rule versus Prime. I say win too. The hell is on me? All right, been attacked. All right, uh, September sixteenth, home against Northern Illinois. Win, win. September twenty third, home against Louisiana Tech. Win, win. So far, four zero. I'm not watching the comments because I'm going down the uh, the schedule. So I hope you're keeping track and people are putting in their dubs and their L's. Uh, first. Test maybe if I'm I'm gonna piss off one or two fan bases saying that uh, September 30th home against Michigan loss win shame on you John uh, then we have October 7th on the road in Champaign against Illinois ooh no Chase Brown but it is on the road ah oh, I go win because it's uh, March. Yeah, it's a win. Uh, then we have a bye week on the 14th. Come back at home against Northwestern on October 21st. What? <laughs> After Illinois on October yeah. 7th, we have a bye week on the 14th. Then it's home against Northwestern on October 21st. It's a Saturday. It's football. They, it's a win. Northwestern is just, man... They lost their defensive coordinator. He really has not has not pulled it together yet. Then I agree. It's a dub. Uh, homecoming October twenty eighth against Purdue. The non Jeff Brahms. I think that really Jeff Brom leaving. I think that's really hurt them. And that there you go. Would you say? And and maybe I'm overemphasizing. I don't. I don't think so. Would you say it? His loss is crippling. To that program? Uh, I think we'll see how the new coach does, but yeah, I, I think they had a good coach and he's gone now. And I don't, I don't, I don't remember who the new guy is, but you know, his first year at Purdue, he's going to try to do things, and I just, I don't think he'll have the same success that Jeff Brom did. I mean, who could? All right, let's move on to the next one, which is uh, on the road, November fourth, at Michigan State. I'm going to go loss. No, it's a win. Everybody knows that. Uh, then we're back home November 11th, Veterans Day against Maryland. Win. Win. Uh, on the road November 18th, Camp Randall, Wisconsin. Loss. Win. Uh, and then November 24th, it's a Friday. It's not just any flat Friday. It's Black Friday. Home against those turds in the punch bowl, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Win. Win. So I have again twelve and zero. You have nine and three with losses to the two teams from Michigan and the one from Wisconsin. And uh, so there I, we what are. Did I, what did I do? I did like ten and two. Nine you did three. You, nine and three. You had losses I, to I, Michigan, okay. Michigan State, and Wisconsin. I had twelve and zero because 
obviously I'm insane. Um, but it was that same type of insanity that drives me and, and pushed me forward. Uh, so we have some comments, as we expected. Uh, James Marshall says, has there ever been a year in the Big Ten West that felt so wide open? Well, I thought last year was pretty wide open. and uh, But, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, new coach at Wisconsin, new coach at uh, Purdue. Uh, Nebraska. Illinois is kind of, you know, I don't know what Illinois is going to do. Minnesota going to have to replace Mo and Tanner Morgan, but I think they're a young quarterback. Um, now I can't remember his name because my brain is tied to this basketball game. It's like Adrian Kakalakadis. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty good, and they have some good backs there. But uh, Iowa's just going to be Iowa. That program is just, I don't know. They're not, it's I mean. Uh, Joel says, sink the boat, Huskers win. Oh, I think that was talking about uh, clearly one game, <laughs> the Minnesota game. The damn beast media says, good evening. Okay, welcome. Um, Randy Pappas says, seven and five is the, his call. I don't know where you're going to find. I think look, that was, that's, look, that's I think much John safer. was being. I think John was being generous to the opposition with three losses. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know on that schedule where you find five losses. I'm sorry. Um, Illinois. No, you don't. Because, again, they don't have Chase Brown. They have nothing. They'll have somebody else. They have nothing. Okay, they have nothing. Don't make me go to that game and prove you right. I mean, prove, You know what prove, the big key wrong. here is? Is where are all the receivers going to come from that uh, – you know, last year, receivers from Iowa were like huge parts of Purdue's offense and other teams' offenses. And, uh, you know, now Iowa just isn't getting those receivers to transfer out. They don't get anybody. So, okay, that's that's kind of silly. James Marshall says 8-4. and four. We're getting there. Pump the brakes. Well, I'm, you know, I'm trying to – listen, I am trying not to smash my iPad. That's what I'm trying to do right now, okay? What's the score, John? What's the score? It's uh, it's 52 to 42, and we are not winning. Oh, and, my you know, gosh. They need to slow down. Slow down. Take your shots. Make some passes. You know, just run down the floor and jack the fucking ball up the first chance you get. <sighs> okay, right. go on. <laughs> Joel says, Big Ten Championship? That's easily going to be Nebraska-Penn State. <laughs> Nebraska, Penn State. Why not? Okay, th- th- it is March. I I like your I like your optimism. All right, uh, getting back into these comments. Owen Walker says six and six. Let's be honest, we won't have a great season until we get offensive and defensive lines. Unless Ewok, <laughs> come on now, can get these under underclassmen ready. No matter what, every big team uh, will outmatch our lines. That he's got to he's right. I mean, we really we picked up some offensive lines guys. Uh, you know, again, my brain's not in this, but uh, we really Bryce Benhart has to become a serviceable tackle. Really it's going to happen, John. It's going to happen. Okay, our uh, Dominic Royola is that the Royola that is her coach? <laughs> Why did they name everybody with a D? Couldn't they had? Is there a Travis Rayola? Is there a Jim Rayola? 
God. Uh, it, uh, it would be uh, Don, Donovan. Donovan, Donovan Rayola. He has to prove to be a, a decent offensive line coach, and I think Owen is correct. Because if we don't, then we're losing to Illinois and we're losing to Minnesota because Minnesota will just do what they've always done, get ahead and just run the ball at us with nickel duo and inside zones and outside zones play and then throw one ball over the top and bam, they've scored again. So, you know, those are two more losses if our offensive and defensive lines don't come around. Get your head out of your ass, John. Well, that's All why right. I predicted a loss against Michigan State. Living, uh, living in Omaha, David Matney says 10-2. and two. Uh, Joel says Rose Bowl game for the Huskers. No, Huskers are going to be in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe that could include the uh, Rose Bowl. I don't know. Um, Blaine says, if your prediction is correct, I will put it on an engraved plaque. Incorrect, I will embroider it on the trap door of my long johns. <laughs> He's got to be talking about me, mine, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, my 12 and 0. 9 and 3, Fred says, sounds nice, but it could easily dip to 8 or 7 or much less. That O line is the same as last year. Uh, here we go. Owen talking about last year uh, was wide open, and this year all the six quarterbacks uh, and running backs will be gone. Uh, we're moving along. James says 8 and 4. I think we mentioned that before you got ahead of me. And. Uh, Randy Pappas says, God, I hate living half the year behind enemy lines in Iowa. The people are great, but you put sports in the conversation, they lose their minds. Oh, we haven't even scratched the surface of Iowa's uh, tomfoolery. We will get there. Uh, Then uh, Randy says, does this mean we're not going to win four and get on NCAA bubble? Uh, Talking about basketball, no, probably not. All right, um, a damn beast media says he's an East, uh, SEC dude. Thanks for letting me stick around. I have a lifelong affinity for the Huskers. Plus, I have a good friend that was the director of fan experience for Nebraska for a few years. Well, that's pretty cool, John. I feel like didn't did one of us not not in podcast form, but didn't we have an interview with someone who was the the fan experience or media something or other person at the university years back? Maybe. Perfect. <laughs> James said, James Marshall says Illinois or Minnesota will probably clip the Huskers, add the three losses that John picked. So that's where he gets his eight and four. Uh, no, Fred. Uh, the Smittics, uh high alcohol content is only a, a low, modest 4.5%. Um, let me tell you. Smittix has been brewing in Ireland for over 300 years. Like the castle at the heart of Kilkenny, where Smittix was founded, our brews have stood the test of time. This ruby red brew earned its rifle place as Ireland's most loved ale. Now brewed in Dublin, this red ale has a blend of mild hops, sweet malt, and roasted barley. You're welcome. Tom and I got hit in the face, and they, they didn't call a foul. Of course not. Why would they call oh a foul? He got poked in the eye. That's what we need is Tom and Oga getting poked in the eye. They had to stop the game for him. It's 52 to 46. 13 12 left. 52 to 46. So we're making a comeback. When Nebraska wins a Big, Tw- a Big Ten title, will John scream one ring to rule them all and hit Todd with a flying salami brother's clothesline? 
if I'm in the same room from him, you're damn right I will. <laughs> One ring to rule them all. I. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. If, Very if good ne- job. Very if, good, Fred. If Nebraska what do you do for wins, a living, Fred? I hope he writes jingles. <laughs> I, if Nebraska wins a national championship... <laughs> With Matt Rule at uh, at the helm, I hope that is the uh, commemorative celebratory shirt. One ring to rule them all. That'd be a. Uh... Oh wait a minute! This is getting interesting. Our new friend uh, from SEC territory. Hold on. I got it. This is all right. Bonus fact. From a damn beast media. I used to work side by side with Trev Alberts when he was at CNN Sports Illustrated. He worked on the college football show. Who are you? You're this enigma. John, you're not paying a lick of attention, are you? I am. He he worked with that guy, uh, Trev Alberts, when he was <laughs> at uh, CNN Sports Illustrated, worked on a college football show. Yeah, I saw that. Okay, what? What? If I would have taken that comment this down, you'd why, have known. This is why I typically watch my Nebraska sports by myself. And when I was at the, the game Sunday, I you know I had a, like a conniption fit with people around me. And, and uh, you know they were like, oh, my God, he's having a seizure. This is, this is exactly why. Didn't I, I uh, tell you that the game was going on during this? Yes, but didn't I tell you – that I probably wouldn't be home in time to record tomorrow night, and so it had to be tonight. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, keep going. I'll try to pay attention. No, you won't. Uh, (laughs) All right, so Blaine asks, okay, gents, how does women's basketball stack up against men's, in your opinion? Specifically, again, your opinions is related to quality of play, competitiveness, and entertainment value. Oh, you well, mean overall? I thought he meant Nebraska's programs. I thought he. I think he does too. Does he not? Blaine, Blaine we know you're there. Women's. I mean, women's basketball is its own sport. I mean, you're not going to see the physicality that you do. You're not going to see the jams, uh, but you are going to see. I think just set plays and, and three point shooting sometimes is pretty good. You know, I'm. I, I, I don't I haven't paid attention to our women's basketball team because uh, Jill usually covers that. I will say about our team that Amy Williams' inability to get her teams playing consistently throughout the seasons that she has is extremely frustrating. I think that she has some good players, but like what they who they get destroyed by? Did they get like blown out? They got they they lost to Minnesota for God's sakes. Yes. And I realized they lost at Minnesota, but they lost to Minnesota. Minnesota like won one conference game all season. And then they go into ranked Illinois and blow them out by 40. I don't get why our women's basketball team can't be more consistent. And I know sometimes people write it off like, oh, our players are young. But uh, Amy Williams has been around for a while. And quite frankly, I think she should be making the NCAA tournament like every year or every other year. The, the team uh, nobody finished. ever talks about firing the women's coaches, and quite frankly, I think that nobody ever talks about Amy Williams being on the hot seat. And John, maybe that's a you're conversation not, that people should have. Not on International Women's Day. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Save it for next week. 
Uh, but the, but the women did finish sixteen and fourteen overall, eight and ten in the conference. They were ten and five at home, four and eight on the road, and two and one in neutral sides. They just, I I'm trying to put this diplomat, not even streaky, but just inconsistent. You know, it, and and maybe the best maybe the best word like single. One word to describe Nebraska women's basketball in 2022-23, unpredictable. Because you're right. They'll go up against a ranked team and perform admirably, and then they'll go on the road to Minnesota and, and give Minnesota's first conference win in like two years. So, Oh, my God, it, somebody I, said Kathy Ireland, and I'm completely so distracted now. I, I'm not going to lie. I have to make sure I phrase this go? correctly. Um Cause, well, because I was talking about Smittics in Ireland. Uh, you have you met Kathy Ireland, John? Have you met Kathy Ireland? No, I haven't met Kathy Ireland. All right, John, can you talk for a minute while I do do a little bit of a uh, background work here? Oh, okay, yeah. What would you like me to talk about, buddy? You talk about anything that makes your I'm heart happy. I want to talk about uh, what's this? Uh, the the damn beast media guy who said. Uh, uh, Trev was a, a hell of a player and a good dude. You know, Trev Alberts was actually one of my more favorite players when he was at Nebraska. I just thought he was – he number one, he was an excellent player. And number two, uh, I mean, he played with one arm for a while because of an elbow injury. I don't remember this off the top of my head. I remember, I believe, when he was drafted – that I one of the Ursays was it Jim Ursay went off on him at the NFL draft about him being drafted and called him all sorts of names. And then somebody else, uh, Joel Tilson, said Trev was always worked up at ESPN. Well, I, you know, out of fairness to Trev being worked up at ESPN, I mean, he did have to sit next to Mark May, and I think just sitting next to Mark May would. You know, it'd be like it'd be like eight drinking eight monster drinks in a row, or being you know just having just being like next to a, a stack of meth. Because I you know I didn't mind Mark May. I thought Mark May and Trev Alberts actually did a good job, but uh, they they were a hot takey as a get. So and and it was TV, and I think they were a fun pair to watch for a while. Sometimes they were irritating, but I think that. Um, I think that Trev Alberts made the right decision and went off uh, TV and and got into the the world of being an athletic, uh, you know, athletic director. I'm just waiting. There's there's Kathy <laughs> Ireland. So I remember Miss Ireland. Uh, th- there was a pub in our area. John, you okay? Yeah, I'm just. What's the matter, John? It's to slow it down. Just slow down. Just make your possessions count. So there was a uh, an Irish pub in my in the area where I grew up. And it was a pub, but it was more like they had fried fish on Fridays. You know, it was like it, it was a restaurant, but it was also like a tavern. And I used to go there all the time as a kid with my family, and we'd watch you know whatever St. Louis sports was on. You know, at the time, be it Cardinals or Blues or you know things like that. And they had posters because it was an Irish type of pub. It was called the Dandy, and it breaks my heart. It's not there anymore. Uh, but they would have posters because Kathy Ireland, you know, by name association, she was the unofficial, like, beer poster 
you know, a woman of, uh, of, uh, of this little pub. And so I, from a young age, old Greg here, have I've always been a fan of Kathy Ireland. It's not the reason I want to go to Ireland sometime, but Bye. I'm just saying. I'm saying it, it's a. It looks like it'd be a fun place to visit. The Fred mounds Sacco of Ireland. Had a comment in there. They got here. It is. Fred Sacco says Mel Kiper ripped the Colts drafting. Trev Ursay naturally defended the pick. That was it. That was it. Mel Kiper is just uh, irritating as hell. Yeah. I mean, that guy, his entire career, that guy's head looked like a penis. <laughs> and that's all I could ever think of when I heard Mel Kiper talk about anything. Is like how that's literally the hairstyle you chose. I mean, I've chosen, like, you know, a David Garcia guy that doesn't give a shit anymore, but I didn't start out this way, for God's sakes. All right, John, we are an hour and 10 into this. Let's let's take a, a look across the river, shall we? Look at okay. Iowa's mess right now with the payout. Randy Pappa says, I own a home in southwest Iowa six months a year and live on a lot in motorhome in Nebraska the rest of the year. Us taxpayers are on the hook for $2 million. I don't, you know, I don't understand how they did that. I, I really don't. How How is it that Iowa, a Big Ten school that makes as much money as other Big Ten schools, can't pay for their own problems? No, no. They're of their own design. Right. Con- contrast that with Nebraska, who paid a coach in a di- an extra $7.5 to go away three weeks early and didn't use taxpayer funds. Yeah. I mean, like, are, are you are you telling me that that Iowa football or the Iowa athletic departments can't scrape together enough, you know, nickels to to pay four million for, like you said, a a disaster of their own making, um, and the fourth the fourth one? I don't care how many times Iowa beat Nebraska on that football field consecutively. We have not had four racial. Uh, you know, sexist settlements, anything like that. How any, how they haven't just done a mass, everybody associated with athletics at the University of Iowa is gone with the exception, I don't know, maybe the wrestling coach, they'd probably let him, you know, stay. That that wrestling team's pretty good. Wow. You know, uh, Kirk Ferentz comes out and says he wasn't happy with the settlement. Uh, they shouldn't have settled, and he would have liked to have seen it gone to trial or something to that effect. Because apparently, dragging the University of Iowa through the public court system and the spectacle that that would have caused is it's does Kirk doesn't give two shits about that, but he gives a damn about what Kirk's relate you know his reputation is. That just is a, the most amazing comments. Of a guy who is so completely un, not self-aware at all, no. doesn't give a damn about anybody but himself. You know, I'm just glad that none of those people are in our program. I would rather Scott Frost drunk ass comes back for another shitty year than having the, any of those people involved with our athletic department. If you want a really strongly worded statement, that is mine. 
And and uh, we got to touch. Blaine says, "I gotta jump down here." Yep, come on, keep keep. Yep, I thought I I mentioned that. Oh, too much, too far. There we go. I thought I mentioned that Nebraska paying Scott Frost extra to go away early did not use taxpayer funds. But for clarification, if I did not, uh, Blaine says and didn't pay with taxpayer money. So I thought I did. I'm sorry. I apologize. You're right. Uh, and James is is not wrong either. He says that Kirk thinks he's innocent. And so, and John, I know this kind of piggyback off what you said. It's all about his own ego and his own, yeah. you know, false sense of moral superiority. Like, look, you are, I know now Nebraska is kind of being run like a, like a organ, like a multimillion dollar organization, which essentially it is, right? The football team. But Kirk, you're the CEO and so you are responsible for everything. And to let some of this go on as long as you did, you don't get to play the victim, sir. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, it's sad. You know what, it's sad. At some point you kind of look at him and go, uh, I'm embarrassed for you, but since it's Iowa, I'm not really shedding any tears over it. Mm-mm. All right, John. Last topic, and then you can go watch the foot or the, the the basketball game. What's the score, by the way? Sixty-two, fifty-seven, three down, nine oh one left. Oh, perfect. Wait, sixty. I think oh, we 60. just got they just got a technical against Minnesota or something because Tom and August shot two shots, and then we got the ball again. Hey. I didn't see what was going on there because I was actually paying attention to you, Greg. Thank you. And our 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 fans. Yeah, well, pay more attention to them than me. I have to be here. They choose to be here. <laughs> uh, all right, well, all right. Let's touch on this. Uh, Damned Beast Media says, "Pardon me. Uh, I'm sorry. We don't have any gray poupon." Uh, he says, "I'm new to the Coronation Channel. Our our esteemed host. Oh my gosh, look at us. Uh, we're yeah, esteemed. Exactly. Nebraska grads, fans, or media." Yes. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, do we want to do a very quick origin yeah, story for for uh, Damned Beast Media? Sure. All right, John. So John graduated from the University of Nebraska in 1953. <laughs> <laughs> I did somewhere in there. Was it 83, 84, it was 87? 89, 87. What do you I want from you, me? This is like, I can't wait, remember. I'm old now. I thought I thought you got on campus at like eighty or eighty one. I did get on campus in eighty, and I spent seven years there cramming a four year art degree into it. Okay, Duh, I had a damn so good happy. time in college, and I learned a lot. Made me everything I am today. So yes, I am a Nebraska alum. I am a Nebraska fans, and technically, uh, Coordination is a, the YouTube channel is an offshoot of Coordination.com, the SB Nation Nebraska site. So technically, uh, we are media. Uh, put it this way: here's how I tend to explain this to people. I don't think the rest of the Nebraska media sees us as media, uh, but the Nebraska athletic department sees us as media, and we act accordingly uh, for their rules with regards to credentials. And, you know, if they send me a nasty note and say, uh, please don't do this anymore, I tend to listen to them. (laughs) 
But they, 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 I will say this about the Nebraska Athletic Department. There has been very few times, even as mouthy and horrible as I've been over the years, that I have ever heard anything from them with regards to uh, telling me how to do things or asking me to not do things. So I think that they're an excellent athletic department. I, honest to God, have heard through other channels that because of me, and because of our site, that the Indiana sites couldn't get credentialed. Because Indiana's <laughs> athletic department is so fucking up and in their own ass that they're picky about who they give credentials for, and they use me as an excuse not to credential their SB Nation guys. So All right. Nebraska's been very open. Man Beast Media. If you are truly new to the YouTube channel like you say you are, and I'm not I'm not questioning that. I just want to steer you towards a little post-game reaction video that uh, I believe the kids use the word uh, viral. Our boy John went viral after the Minnesota 2022 no, 2021 I'm sorry, uh, game. It was 2021 uh I believe it was specifically October 16th, 2021. Uh, and, and John's little five-minute on-the-field post-game video, we, we learned a few things, and, and we, we created a, a little slogan out of that from the end of that video. So I would like to steer you, uh, dear a damn beast media, towards that video as, as probably the video with the most views on uh, the Coronation YouTube channel. It's usually near the top. Um, my story is different. Uh, I'm actually uh, currently li- live as the crow flies, probably seven miles from the hospital that I was uh, born at in southern Illinois. Uh, I moved to northwestern Nebraska at the age of 21, uh, and and. Uh, got into started my radio career there so i was media uh and i from illinois there's especially downstate illinois there's no like loyalty to the illini so i I went into nebraska clean slate and the people of nebraska took me in and uh, made me one of their own so uh when i left nebraska in november of 2006 as a a 24 year old had to do the math on that one uh, I, I left as a Husker fan, and eventually I got out of radio. But I still had that yearning to—I uh, don't know—hear my uh, hear my own voice. No, I don't. I don't even listen to these shows when it's all done. <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely had the desire to continue just talking about uh, the team that I grew to love. Uh, so that started with me podcasting on uh, another website, and then that kind of went defunct. Eventually, got the invitation uh, by my old podcast partner and the approval from john uh and then i've been podcasting here on coronation for i believe about 10 years i'd have to go back really uh, i think so you want me to, oh you want to find out I just go by hold on uh, i got I, this one of the things i think i'm gonna do in the next couple days is uh, actually do like a channel you know when you go to a channel and you're not a subscriber there's supposed to be a video that pops up about this channel and i think that i will uh I think that I'll do one of those because you know we tend to be all over the board with our content. So the uh, the first podcast that I ever did for Coronation, or at least the first one that I still have saved, uh, was December fourth, two thousand twelve. 
and we called that show. Uh, regulars of Coronation would know uh, about Brian Toll and, and how we tragically lost him five and a half years ago, but he was my co-host partner, and we called that show Detasseling the Huskers, and that was a, a mailbag show. And basically, we just, you know, via you know, social media or email, we collected questions, uh, about, you know, throughout the week. And then we answered them on the, on the podcast. And, uh, that was a lot of fun. And then eventually that, uh, that show kind of disappeared. And then we came back as the five heart podcast and, uh, um, yeah. So that, that's my story. Uh, David Matley correctly defines what I was was I was looking for, which is a channel trailer. <laughs> In a world where there is no hope, sixty-three to sixty, Minnesota still leads. Six thirteen left. Nebraska with the ball. <sighs> We're getting down right. to it. Here we go. Riesel uh, scored sixty-three, sixty, whatever the sixty-three to sixty-two. I can't do math. All right, last one of the night. Matt Hansen says no one's mentioned Dylan Rayola yet. Now he, in his defense, he said this an hour and change ago. ago. <laughs> the Rayola watch gets tiring. I, you think I, so, Matt? Come on, it, he's the number one recruit. And if we mention Dylan Rayola, the thing about the off season is, is if you have that much buzz about one guy, you kind of have to mention him just for the web hits. Because if we do a video or we do an article on Dylan Royola, everybody wants to read it. And I agree. It's it's probably, you know, if it gets strung out and there's a lot about it, it probably will get tiring because I'm sure that there will be other players that Nebraska has interested that are interesting players. But uh, I don't know if we'll pay attention to them as much. You know, you kind of have to cover him because he is such a high-profile guy. And... But yeah, you're right. It's a long off season. It'll be even a longer off season if we lose this game. <laughs> John, do you want to go watch the rest of the game in peace? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that it would be a good idea for me to probably, with about five minutes left to end this, so that people don't watch me have seizures repeatedly. I, I want to mention this real quick because. Uh, Danby's Media said John sounds like him, uh, UGA grad, uh, journalism school, national media member, and lifelong fan. And Nebraska, I was just talking about this today at, at the office, uh, which, again, is also in southern Illinois, and really I'm the only Nebraska you know, fan out there. But Nebraska, as we know, picked up several players in the transfer portal from Georgia. And so I just got to run this by a Danby's Media because – we have a nickname for these players who've come from Georgia to Nebraska, and we call them Corn Dogs, D-A-W-G-S. And I just want your take real quick in the comments, Dan Beast Media. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think uh, about about that uh, nickname for those those players who came from Georgia and, and are now in Lincoln? Corn Dogs. I like it. The guy in my office liked it. I used to I used to shoot games, not a lot of them, but I I if you'll notice the photography behind me on the wall, I shot all that stuff. So uh, I probably will not be doing that anymore because I do have a brain injury, and because of the brain injury, uh, my balance is pretty crappy, and it doesn't seem to be um, 
it, it doesn't seem to be really getting but I put it this way I'm not going to trust myself being on court side or next on a football sideline unless I feel that my health is 100% and it's just not so uh, there you go all right Randy Pappas says if Dylan comes he comes but he's not Tommy Frazier not yet first he's got to run over eight Florida Gators and then yeah, he be Tommy then Frazier. he'll be Tommy Fraser. All right. Speaking well, of which, one of our off-season <laughs> shows could just be horrifyingly mad speculation about what if Dylan Rail replaces Tommy Fraser as the greatest quarterback ever? What would he have to do? Back to back to back to back national champion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I mean that's that's a fun speculation show. Uh, they'll kill us. They'll kill us in the comments. They won't want to be around for that episode. If if they thought that I was high uh, from you know one beer and and my twelve and zero, then they'll they'll, they'll crazy. So all right, Dan Beast Media, we got uh, we got approval. Corn dogs, and he appreciates the correct spelling. So. All right, uh, that is it, John. You're you're you've checked out. You checked out an hour ago. <laughs> what, did you, right. what did you call there? I don't know, but you you go watch it. I mean, this he, is... got, he fucking pushed off once, and then he knocks the guy to the floor, and you call us for that. <laughs> He's got the arm bar out there. You want to yeah, go watch the? <laughs> yeah, I should. Uh, okay, thanks you guys for showing up. Uh, go Everybody. Big Red. Nebraska needs to pull this out. There's five minutes left. It's 63 to, well, it's not 63 to 60. Minnesota just hit a three. We just can't, just can't get over that hump. Although, you know, we didn't get over that hump until late in the Iowa game either. So I was kind of surprised we even beat Iowa in the first place. And, and we did. We came back and now uh, Tom Inaga hit a shot because he's like, you know, knock me to the floor. I'm fucking scoring you sons of bitches. That's what's going to go. I'm going to go swear a lot in my house. Okay. What I am actually going to do is I'm not, I'm going to take a towel and what I just put it like Jerry Tarkin because it's late. My wife's asleep. Okay. From arm bars to arm punts. This show has it all. Thanks, Blake. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. As I mentioned before, you could be anywhere in the world watching any other program, and we appreciate you spending some time with us. Yes, we do need to give John some type of sedative, um, and uh, uh, hopefully it's it's a nice sedative in Nebraska basketball victory. He's going to go. He, he's, he's not paying attention now. Uh, for John Dam Johnston, our founder and fearless leader. I'm Greg Mahachko. This is the Five Heart Podcast, where we, we remind you each and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? Go, Big Brad. Good night, everybody. <laughs>